episode of Snacks in the City. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh my god, what? Okay. <laughs> Snacks is back. Am I on drugs? Okay, and so we'll just start the episode off with, um, I'm currently in search of a new co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Preferably one who can remember the words to the song that she made up. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know what, because the real version has been stuck in my head for a long time, so maybe that was just, I just gotta listen to it and get it out of my head. Yeah, except I do advise maybe not doing that because I have had that song from Don't Worry Darling stuck in my head. So I did the same thing. Like, okay, maybe you just need to listen to it and then your brain will be satiated and you'll stop. It literally made it worse. And now I feel like I am friggin' Florence Pugh. I'm like, <laughs> like nonstop. Like, I'm just always humming it, and if I'm not humming it, it's just playing in my head, and, like, it's really actually freaking me out. That's Like, actually, because, like, I don't know if you saw the movie, but, like, the more she hums it, the more she's, like, she's freaking out in the movie, and it's just, like... Oh, my God. Such a good movie, by the way. I don't know why... Yeah, I gotta watch it. Shat all over it. I liked it. But I wish the song would get out of my head. Soon enough, hopefully. All right. Do you want to get into the top three? Or no, wait. How are you? You hate me. What? You weren't going to ask. Well, you didn't ask me. Well, I was telling you about the song being stuck in my head, and then you were like, okay, moving along. We're not friends anymore. <laughs> I, you know, I just like to get get down to business. No, I think this is like, um, I'm trying to come up with a name for it because whenever I listen to episodes of Snacks in the City, I can tell exactly which ones are recorded on a Saturday and which are recorded on a weekday. (laughs) I don't know what to call it yet, but there's a something to you. It's because we always record during the day on Saturdays and I'm more energetic during the days. And when we record during the week, it's at night and I've worked 10 hours and I'm just tired. That's an amazing observation. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> that I, I did not put that together, but you're so right. right. Um, but I am doing um, probably like negative eight, but no. like, it's okay. <laughs> Well, you're going to see me later, and hopefully that will raise your spirits while we'll be drinking some spirits. We can only hope. How are you? I'm doing good. I I mean, I worked 50 hours this week, but... I feel like that's light for you. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I started doing that TikTok trend. I'm so lucky everything works out for me. And I won $300. I got a raise from both sets of families. And, well, that's it. But those are big. Yeah, those are big. My mouth was really hanging open there. Wow. I went to La Josie last week, which that's the second time I've been there. And I will never go back. Why? Um, But my friend's reservation didn't go through. And it was like, it'll be an hour. So we're like waiting. And then 10 minutes later, she was like, oh, we can actually fit you in now. And I was like, wow, cool. Well, first of all, every drink we got was wrong. 
And then second of all, our food was cold. Oh, so. weird. I love And the first time we went there, Brie, they, we didn't get seated for like a half hour. Okay. And we had a reservation. Remember? I do remember. Um, every time I've ever been back since then, though, it's been amazing. Wow. And I went for my birthday party with like some other friends and they gave us like, like a round of free drinks and so many things at dessert time that we didn't ask for. But yeah, I'm good. Well, I'm really happy to hear that except for your cold dinner. Yeah, it was annoying, but whatever. And I like had to chug the drinks because they made them wrong every time. So they were bad. And then I got drunk, but whatever. Um. I feel like that would count as a silver lining, though. Yeah, but then I barfed like, a ton. Oh. Like, like the old, the old me. Oh, let's not make that That's like at home. Like, I, it was tasteful. It was like when I got home. And it was <laughs> the car ride that did it to me. But uh, The car ride always gets you. And then we finished Desperate Housewives. Oh, don't you? I finished Tell Me Lies last night and literally oh, watched like. Oh, I'm shook. If you didn't watch it, we can't talk about it. But there is one guy, you know, something that has left me unsettled that doesn't really have to do with the plot of the show is like the lead man in the show is like not hot. <laughs> but like. The episodes really lead you to, like, start to be kind of scared of him, but also have a crush on him at the same time. And it's just ruining my life. (laughs) Because he's not hot. Like, I am very firm and sure that I feel he's not hot. But then, Mm -hmm. as the episode goes on, I'm like, why do I like that? I don't. And it's a funny space to be in so there's that for me because the show's set and like they go back in time to like tell a story so it starts in like i think the starting year is like 2015 but then they go back to like 2018 when all these or 2008 i mean when all these people met so the very last episode brings you back because now you have like the backstory of why everyone was being weird in the first episode we're back in 2015 and like his hair is different and he's in a suit and it's like i still like the old him i don't really like either though like i don't it's really messed up and i feel like if you watch it you will understand he's like ugly hot <laughs> oh, it's like his right, well, demeanor have, it's is on hot. My, it's on my list of things, but I'm I'm in the middle of some stuff right now. <laughs> okay, but that's it. Um, I we can do the top three now because I feel like you gave me the attention I needed, and so you just need your consent to begin. Yes, you have my consent. Let's get into it. Also, just for anyone listening, do you see how easy that was to just be like, hey, just checking in. I have your consent, right? Okay, cool. <laughs> like, I've been seeing too many things on the news on the conversation of consent, and it's like, it's truly not that hard. But first up, something that did hit me hard. This makes me so sad. Rest in peace. Wow. Lisa Marie Presley at age 54. She was so young. 
But um, I did read yesterday that the family did sign a DNR. So, like, maybe she could have lived, but they just, like, let it happen. 54? I mean, maybe her quality of life wouldn't have been worth it, you know? But from what I'm reading, I mean, so far, no other details have come out. So, like, of course, we won't know. But from what I'm reading, it was a heart attack and, you know. Unless it's, like, a very severe heart attack, um, most people come back from that. So I just feel a little sad. But also, I did see, like, she was out on the red carpet at the Golden Globes, and she didn't look great. She She looked very sedated. So I'm wondering if there's some other health stuff going on that we just didn't know about. But I'm so sad because what an icon. Or Lisa Marie. I mean, or whatever her name is. Priscilla. (laughs) <laughs> yeah don't mean to be insensitive it's really bad or whatever her name is um okay and then the second story is just like wild to me because a couple weeks ago Kanye West was back in the news because his manager said he was missing um he was like I haven't been able to get in touch with him I haven't seen him no one has. He's not at home. Nobody knows where he is. Um, but then there were several, like, fan sightings of him at, like, hotels and things. So it was, like, he's clearly just, like, off the grid right now. So it was, like, concerning, but not, like, oh, my God, Kanye West is missing and, like, maybe in danger. Because, like, he was being spotted in places. Um, right. So now... He's back in the news, and so I was thinking, like, oh, he must have given a statement about, like, oh, I'm not really missing. I just, like, didn't want to be bothered. Just wanted to get married. Yeah, he is married to someone he's known for a few years, um, one of his employees, actually. Her name is Bianca Sensori. She was the, well, not was, she is architectural designer at Yeezy, and um, apparently... Um, it's not a legal ceremony. They had just like a secret little ceremony. Uh, That's weird. Small, but they did not sign a like marriage license, so they are not legally married. So they're, they're not married, basically. Spiritually, they are. Um, but this Bianca girl is claiming that from a source, allegedly. She didn't say this. It's not a quote from her. But apparently her and Kim have never gotten along because Kim does not like pretty girls. And so, you know, Kim must just be so torn up about this news. And I would invite her to get off of the mountain we call delusion. I don't think that Kim Kardashian cares one bit. Like, no. No, she doesn't. One bit. Um... So yeah, I would I would just invite her to take a quick little climb back down to reality, um, which like the girl is beautiful. Like I'm, she's not ugly, but I just think to say the reason Kim Kardashian doesn't like you is because you're pretty seems really wild to me. When yeah. Kim Kardashian is literally beautiful and has all the money in the world to you know tweak and tuck literally anything she wanted to Mm -hmm. so i just don't really think that was what was on her radar she probably doesn't like you because you work for her at the time husband and there was probably some weird flirtation going on that she didn't like it probably clearly she was right to do with that right okay 
Um, and the last story I have for you, here's a little Batch Nation news. Nick Viall and Natalie Joy are engaged, and honestly, their party looked really fun. Like, yeah, it did. looked really fun. The people I don't, that have invited looked fun. Like, I wish I was there. I don't know that I like him. Um, I don't think anybody does. And it okay. actually sparked for me an idea for a topic. Because, um, like, Natalie and Tim, like, obviously love each other. Like, they're getting married. But, like, I watched a little clip. Um, what's that girl's name? Ashley I. She posted, because, like, her and her husband and Nick are very close. She posted a little bit of a video that played during the party and Nick's crying and like talking about how much he loves Natalie and wants her to be, you know, his life partner and the mother of his children. And like, it's very, very sweet and genuine. And I think just a side we don't typically see of him. And it got me to thinking of like the girl who marries the guy that's good for her, but like everybody hates. I just, yeah. well, I feel like there's probably an interesting conversation in there because he, Ooh, yeah, we can like, definitely talk about in that, that video, too. it's very clear. I mean, he's sobbing. Like, when you see those good wedding proposals or, like, even an actual wedding when, like, the bride's walking down the aisle and the groom is just, like, sobbing and you just know he loves her so much. Like, it was like that. It just felt so genuine. And I could see why, like... I mean, I'd listen to their podcasts and stuff every so often when I have a thing I'm interested in. And it's like, they clearly have a good bond and they're good for each other. But like, outwardly, Nick is like the villain to just about everybody in Bachelor Nation. Yeah, I feel like I haven't, I've just like seen clips of his podcast. I think I listened to one once, but... I feel like he just talks down to everybody or like it talks condescendingly or like I am better than you. That's the vibe I get from him. Yeah, me too. Sometimes. Um, like, like what, once he has an opinion, it's not very like conversational anymore. Like, I feel like the mm-hmm. beginning of episodes are pretty okay. Like, Tone-wise, like, it's just very conversational like any other podcast. But then once he has an opinion on a topic or a person, that's when he speaks very matter-of-fact. Like, yeah. Like, I don't like them because he is this. And it's not really like, oh, well, in my experience, I don't really like that girl because this is what she did to me. And, you know, sour taste. It's very like, no, you're wrong. That person's horrible. And yeah, that, I think rubs people the wrong way a lot, considering his past of like not necessarily being the nicest person. So yeah, and I don't people know. do get a bad at it, but he's like his reputation or just the way he presents himself is kind of showing us that like it wasn't just edits. <laughs> yeah, and so now I wonder because I feel like I mean he obviously was just like not that great of a person, but I did date a guy once upon a time who was like that, like. Um, if we were in front of people like we worked with, he was very like macho man. Eh, like I don't even know how to describe it. Just very like that same kind of vibe as Nick. Like I know everything. No one can tell me anything. I yeah. already know I'm smarter than you. Like all the things. But like when we were hanging out and like those, no one else was around. He was like literally not like that at all. So then everyone was like, why do you hang out with him? And it was like, 
I don't know. He's not like that when it's when I'm there. <laughs> but then it's so like weird. weird when nobody else sees it. So I just wonder what they're right. like when it's just Nick and Natalie. Which right. obviously it's really good because they're getting married. Or maybe he just like puts on a front for like his podcast. But also if you're going to have a podcast like that, you can't show favoritism to like if you're interviewing Johnny and Victoria, you can't be like picking sides really so on the air. I think that's what kind of started to have me turn it around and like start to like them more like Nick and Natalie because they do like pick sides but then I read Nick put out like a response to someone and he was like I mean everyone's aware I'm friends with Victoria so like why wouldn't I say I'm on her team you know like I don't understand right. like if I would have brought her on and pretended to not be biased in that moment then people would have ripped me apart anyway because it's clear we've been friends so I did like that but then also he had Johnny on and it was like um, or no he's trying to get Johnny on the podcast but like Nick and Natalie were at like some event that Johnny was also at and they clearly had a conversation because they were like posting each other in their stories the whole night and like hung out the next day so yeah. I think he just plays into the villain role but I feel like now I just have to pay more attention to them yeah we'll see how it all I guess there's nothing to shake out. We'll just no, but I think <laughs> about their relationship. We have a proposed topic, so that's good for us. But um, I'll just be interested to see, like, if being a married man like shifts him at all. Yeah, we'll see. Time will tell. That's what we yeah, have to but say. Congrats to the couple. Yeah. Um. All right. So today we are talking about defense mechanisms and communication styles and you know I love to look up a definition so I have the definition for defense mechanism which is an unconscious psychological operation that functions to protect a person from anxiety producing thoughts and feelings related to internal conflicts and outer stressors yeah mine are broken (laughs) no they're not um so there's like four main ones but there's like so many but so the four main ones are obviously denial repression and projection i mean wait what denial repression projection and displacement so i could explain all of them to you but i first want to see like what you think yours are also, they're, like, pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I think mine is. I really I try not to be defensive. I don't know. What do you think mine is? Um, I don't know. Maybe... I mean, I guess the one I would, yeah, it was like, I guess the one I would fall into most is denial. Cause like I try very hard to keep my life conflict free. So like if there is a conflict coming up, I'll just be like, no, it's fine. I actually wrote down when I was writing about defense mechanisms, I wrote down, I am very out of sight, out of mind. Do not ask. Absolutely do not tell. Yeah. 
I guess denial. Your little, yeah, denial, maybe a touch of repression. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe those. Those feel good. I think I have like a projection displacement cocktail. I would agree. Because, like, well, okay, so I'll, well, let's start with denial. So that's like obviously refusing to accept reality. Like a husband. (laughs) may refuse to recognize the obvious signs of his wife cheating on him, you know? Yeah. It's like, well, I, I'm just going to pretend it's not happening. Yeah. I do fall into denial sometimes because I think that, um, I like wrote a little word cloud here of like things I think I do that would contribute to like, you know, defense mechanisms and then also contribute to, a bad communication style. Um, and so I think my little list I wrote, it was in order of how it came to me, but it's also, I think in order of how I do it. So, um, first we've got out of sight, out of mind, do not ask and definitely don't tell, um, get avoidant and a little bit mean first. Then I think of all the scenarios and possible responses And then if I'm still feeling like, okay, this is still kind of an issue for me. I'll bring it up. And then it's not scary because I already thought of all the different ways the conversation could go and I'm prepared. Which yeah, is like insane. That's a good but I mean there are worse things to do. Yeah, like I could just be the kind of you person could just who freaks out and yells and then be like right. wrong. Or you could just like put on your crazy face and like not your crazy face, like you, the general you. And, like, go about your day like nothing ever happened. Which, like, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I can't do that. I, I have, like, a... There's definitely a time limit on the my stay in denial. Yeah, like... That's good. I'll give a problem. Because sometimes I am very sensitive. And I'll, like, create issues where there aren't ones. And so I, like, don't need to say anything. I feel like when I was younger, I would absolutely do this anytime I was dating a boy. Like... I would never leave space for like, oh, people are busy, you know? Like, if we didn't talk, like, soon enough in the day, I'd be like, oh, my God, I did something. I did something and he's mad at me. Or he doesn't like me anymore. Like, I would just make up something. Be like, oh, he hasn't talked to me. It's been, God forbid, four hours. <laughs> and I would just, like, start to spiral. And, like, immediately as soon as we talk, I'm crying. Like, you hate me? What Are you getting a new girlfriend? I need to know right now. And oh, my like, God. And you just look insane. So I think that's where my denial shtick came from because it's like, no, you're being crazy. But, like, let's just wait and see what happens. Well, that could be a little bit of projection, too, kind of, because that's when you, like, obviously project your unwanted thoughts and feelings onto somebody else. But it's like, okay. So I person, but like my brain or like my super ego tells me that hatred is like, you can't just like hate them for no reason. So then I'll be like, well, I hate them because they hate me. Uh, So like these bad feelings I'm feeling are justified because they hate me. Shoot. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I guess, yeah. If I'm, like, 
I'm feeling sad and insecure right now. And it's obviously because they're doing like, it's justified because like, obviously they're insecure and sad. Cause like, why aren't they talking to me when really it's like he was in class. Right. But you're just like, it's like a way to make yourself feel better. Well, they're, then you're, they're like, well, you hate me. Yeah. And I hate you. You hate me. <laughs> or it's like when they say boys are mean to you because they actually like you. They don't want to like you. So they're like, well, I'm just going to be mean to her because yeah. I won't like her. Wow. I thought of that just right now. I didn't even write that down. Wow. <laughs> so I definitely do that. Yeah. Actually, I'm thinking of it. Yeah, you do. I, I just thought, I'm not going to say it, but I just thought of a very specific scenario. <laughs> oh, my God. What is it? <laughs> or I always, like, convince myself. Oh, uh, I'm thinking of a time, like, like, you kept saying somebody didn't like you. And I was like, Maddie, I don't want you to say that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> because I kept disagreeing with you and you were just like, no, I just feel like. And I was like, Maddie, please. I don't want oh you to God. say it any more times. It's not Sounds true. Like me. It's not true. And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> but that's easier for me because then I'm like, well, that's that, that's fine. Then nothing will be my fault because they don't like me. So I will yeah. start liking them and then start not liking them. And then nobody gets hurt. And then there we go. It's fine. Um, you also definitely do that when, like, you're in that phase with men of like they're not your boyfriend but it's not like the first time you've hung out you know like there's a little bit of familiarity there yeah um you'll be like well he just wants to sleep with me so like i don't need to take it seriously anyway like i don't need to have this way and i don't need to feel a way about literally anything because like he does not care and i'm like i don't know i actually feel like the whole story you just told right before that sentence leans completely the opposite direction Oh, cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely, definitely, definitely do that. Um, but I um, think, like, defense mechanisms are so interesting to me because they're not necessarily bad. Yeah. I think they all come from experience, right? Like, obviously, you're trying to protect yourself from feeling a bad negative feeling or a hurt you felt before and yeah. so like that's why I feel the need always before I bring anything up to like really think about how I feel how I want to say it how I want to bring it up I have every response you could think of like lined up because I know I have been blindsided by men before and then just like absolutely bumbled the ball like I if I'm flustered I can't get a single like real thought out because right. I'm just like stuck in that tornado of like oh my god is this happening right now I'm so upset and then anything I'm trying to explain in the moment is just like gibberish like it's right. just dumb <laughs> and it's so much easier if you're like I mean, I guess it's, like, not fair to the other person, but it's, like, I knew at some point you were going to pull this, and don't you worry. I have a script in my back pocket. Please hold. Like, I think it does make me a little bit deranged, but I do also think with time and therapy, I have gotten really good at it, and, like, I used to, I feel like, be toxic with it. Now I'm not 
toxic. I'm just like being open. And so I think it does serve some good. I feel like maybe when you talk it out loud, it doesn't it doesn't sound good. Like it doesn't feel good to me explaining it to you. But in the moment, it definitely has brought good into my life. Because like That's- it's embarrassing to like get blindsided with like an emotional conversation and like you cannot participate because like you can't stop crying. Then it's right. just the other person's like, all right, well, I said my part. I got to go. And then I'm just stuck standing there like. Okay. Great job. Yeah. Oh my god, like in Freaky Friday and that one lady is crying and you can't understand what she's saying. And then Jamie Lee Curtis is like, and how do you feel like that? And she's like, that's me. Oh my god. Well, not anymore, but used to be. Right. That's not helpful to anybody. No, it's not. Um, And then there's repression I actually don't think we do this it's like motivated forgetting well I mean I guess everyone actually probably does because you're like oh my god no let's not think about that let's think about this instead yeah that would be displacement I don't know I think that there's a little overlap because I think repression um I think repression is a little bit necessary just to like be healthy because if you don't repress things at a certain point then you'll just like dwell on them forever they'll just especially if there's no solution right like if no matter what like thinking about it over and over is not going to change anything and then I think if you're at a point like there's like there's no to do right like an apology isn't going to fix it or a conversation isn't going to fix it then like we have to to be able to move on, you have to repress a little bit. I don't know that repression in large format is a good idea um, because then uh, that probably is just like a weird PTSD response, I would imagine. Like, you got to go to therapy. Like, kids who are abused grow up and then people are like, oh, remember when you were little and we went to this thing? And then they're like, no, because they just have like a big black spot where they repressed all the terrible times they were being abused. So, like, you don't want to get there and then just, like, block out huge chunks Chunks. of memory. But I think, like, I'm thinking of the last time I was doing it. It's, like, going through a breakup, and it's, like, okay, you cannot think about this every single day and let it take over your whole day. Otherwise, you will literally never feel better. And I chose, like, I don't want to have a conversation. An apology is not going to fix it for me right now. I'm not open to understanding their side. So I just need to stop thinking about it. So every time I would start thinking about it, I would literally just, like, pick something else. Like, sometimes it's as simple as, like, I will catch myself thinking about the situation and I'll like instead be like, okay, what song are we listening to? How many words of the song can you say correctly without looking at the lyrics? And I'll just like oh, make myself yeah. focus on singing all the words of a song. Or if I'm driving, I'll like make myself think of like, okay, what are like the next couple of stores we're going to pass? Or like say the directions to myself in my head, like, okay, and when we get to this lane, you know, like, start narrating what's going around. And then, like, by the time you forget to play the game with yourself, you also forgot to think about the bad breakup. Yeah. And I feel like that also dabbles into displacement. 
I do that too. Like when I'm f- trying to fall asleep and I'm like thinking about everything that's ever happened to me that made me feel away. I just think about what I'm going to wear the next day. And like, I'm a nanny. So it's like not <laughs> anything crazy, but I'm like, Oh, and then I'm doing this Friday. So what should I wear to that? And then I fall asleep. Yeah. Like you just got to get your mind off of it temporarily. Right. It's, so displacement is the redirection of an impulse, usually an aggressive one, onto a powerless substitute target. The target can be a person or an object. So I guess maybe that's not it, but I don't know. So is displacement, oh, I think displacement then would be like when your boyfriend makes you mad and like you don't want to start a fight with him or like disrupt your home. So then you like, are mean to your coworkers, like yeah which like that's a super specific example but like I was dating a guy I worked with once upon a time and he was a little bit unstable because surprise to me he was on drugs um and I just hadn't figured it out yet so he would be really really like temperamental and it was not hard to kind of rile him up and it would just like turn into like okay now the whole day is ruined so like if he mm. would be being mean to me instead of standing up for myself I'd be like okay I'm sorry but then I'd be mad because I'm like oh what the heck am I saying sorry for I didn't do anything and then I would just be like mean to other people who didn't do it yeah wow which was like terrible I was like such a grouch but like like if I was training a new girl I'd be like that's not how you do it I've explained this to you like just so unfairly harsh and it's like I had so much frustration in me from like that terrible man but then I like couldn't let it out at him because he was psycho yeah so it's not like displacement is maybe like what serial killers have a hundred because then it says uh when it's when you turn it against yourself so it's like if someone feels uncomfortable with a sexual desire, then they would turn it into a fetish. Or like if someone is frustrated by their superiors, then they'll go home and like kick their dog or like beat a member of their family. This is what I read on the internet. This is not like, a, like I didn't think of these myself. I would like to clarify. I'm not laughing at what you're saying. I thought that you were just thinking these things up and I was like, Maddie, kick the dog? Like, are we- No, no, that's just what this website says. Okay. But yeah, I mean, 100% that is actually a thing that is like serial killers and like rapists because it's yeah. like someone somewhere made them feel rejected and small. And so now it's like, I'm actually seeing this online like a lot right now because of like the Andrew Tate, like alpha male conversation. And I wanted to make a TikTok about it, but I like needed a minute to get my words together because I find it interesting that these like very young impressionable boys are like flocking to this type of content and I was really trying to understand why like why and duh it all makes so much sense because if you're you know a young teen if anybody I mean it doesn't even have to be boys if you think back to like junior high that is just a time riddled with like your looks are kind of constantly changing your body is constantly changing and like Mm -hmm. your social construct is constantly changing like who's your best friend is always different who's being tough you is always different 
and like your attention from you know whoever you're attracted to is very fickle and so if you're you know a young boy with all these changes happening and you just aren't necessarily changing at that same rate as the other boys you know like you're not you don't have muscles you're not tall you still have acne you don't have any facial hair coming in like you've got nothing to enter into the ring there then like of course when someone tells you like oh well girls don't not like you because you're not great they don't like you because they're stupid and so you channel all your energy into like being mean to girls and doing all you can to make yourself superior to them, then you don't have to feel sad with, shoot, I'm the short, chunky one. So, of course, she's just not drawn to me yet, you know? Like, it really right. makes sense. It's like you are taking that, like, yucky feeling you have and really just, like, spewing it out literally everywhere but where it belongs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Middle school and high school – crazy right which like i just wish there was a better something for these boys to see because like sometimes when i'm scrolling on tiktok um i keep seeing people like stitching these concerning videos and like having reactions to it and it's just like yikes people are fucking crazy and then another like not not big one is sublimation which i think that we do it's displacement but then you put it into like a constructive outlet so like snacks like i was just gonna say feeling so, uh, stress podcast. or whatever or you're upset you'll be like well i'll work on this and like i will be like well i'm just gonna sing it out in the car real quick and then i'll be yeah. done or like art you know a lot of artists take their bad feelings and put them into like a painting like okay. on desperate housewives when susan painted that picture of them all digging that fucking grave <sighs> That stupid, yeah. stupid girl. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Like, maybe let's not be so literal, but yes, 100%. Yeah. Like, truly, I got the idea, speaking of said man who's terrible and was on drugs and didn't tell me, um, I, that's when I got the idea to, like, write a book because it just, at a certain point, that relationship just got so ridiculous. I was, like, sitting, literally, eating a bowl of ramen and just, like, crying. Um, so upset right so I'm so upset because like again we were supposed to have a nice day it's not going well because he's insane and so I'm just sitting there eating my soup and I'm crying and then I was like if anybody could see me right now they would laugh so I started laughing and then I wrote in my phone a note of like what has my life come to it's you know midnight on a Friday night I just turned 21 I should be out like hanging out or no I hadn't turned 21 yet I don't think but I was like going out but I it wrote something like I should be out with my friends like doing something cool and like having drinks and a cute dress and like I'm sitting here in a full sweatsuit crying into a bowl of ramen because this boy doesn't want to touch my body like what is happening and it just, like, gave me the idea of, like, you know, I bet if you just, like, wrote down all the things that boys have done to you, it would be a funny book. And so I started writing it. And honestly, I'm clearly still adding to it. But it's going to be <laughs> so good when it's when it's so out. That's, that's a good defense mechanism that we both have. Yeah, so that one feels healthy. 
Yeah, that one that feels- does feel healthy. Healthy. One that isn't healthy is regression. So, like, reverting back to, like, early stages of development. Ooh. I feel like serial killers have that one, too. Yeah. Or do that one. It's not, like, an illness. They do it. Yeah. Um, it's funny that your go-to thought there was serial killers. Because I was like, oh, my God, it's, like, babies. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it is, like, babies, too. Like, you know, <laughs> one, like a family has a second baby, then, like, the older kid will start acting like it wants yes. to be carried or, like, rocked to sleep. And it's like, you don't need to be carried or rocked to sleep because you're a big boy. And they're like, no, 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 that baby's a baby, so me too. Come here, Yeah. Mom. Oh, my God. Taylor actually went through a regression stage when she wanted to be a baby again. Yeah, I don't know where it came from. Well, she was screaming a lot, and I think she just didn't know what to do with her feelings, so she just wanted to be a baby again. Which, you know, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I also get it, because I think when I'm going through a lot of big feelings, um, and I don't know what to do with them, I, like, have done a lot of work on myself. I'm really so great, but, like, I'll notice that I'm slipping back into, like, some toxic behavior um, just for the sake of, like, like, usually that's my cue that, like, oh, maybe you need to pay attention to what you're feeling because why are you doing that? <laughs> why? <laughs> like, I'll start feeling the urge to, like, text boys that, like, I literally do not talk to anymore for good reason. Oh, yeah. And then, like, I'll be having a day and be like, you know what? I should call him and just be like, why? I feel Brianna? like being a bitch today. <laughs> <laughs> or, right, like, I'll be picking a fight and it's like, you don't need to. My favorite regression, though, is like I feel like a, a bring back tequila brie. Mm. Like I just want to go out and drink a lot of tequila and be crazy all night, and then be like, "Well, time to I drink tequila all night." Oh, yeah. But, like Let's I do, do it, it on purpose. <laughs> like I already gonna act crazy, but at least now, like, well, I was drinking tequila. It wasn't me. It was the tequila. Oh, my God. Yeah, I saw this TikTok that was, like, me thinking about the drunk text I'm going to send later. Literally. I would literally <laughs> type it beforehand. Yeah. Because then you're like, well, I, I was drunk, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, there's, like, other ones. I didn't write them down, but the last one that I did write down is rationalization. So you, like, make all the facts easier to, like, more palatable. Like, less oh. scary and less threatening. Whoops. So, like, if you don't want to, like, so say you have an interview or whatever, and I'm speaking, so I had an interview, <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be bad. Like, I'm so bad at everything. I don't know anything and whatever. And then I'm like, well, there'll be other job interviews, and, like, who cares if they don't pick me? Like, I just make it feel better for me. Like, I, I make that. it less big. I literally live there. And I think that's not a bad one to have either. I think mine's bad. Oh. I mean, I have been dated in a very long time, and I think I'm having a brain blast right now. I think the rationalization piece is really why I am avoiding ever doing it again. Because um, I have a really hard time with... um when people do bad things or if I do a bad thing to someone and like not bad thing, like, Oh my God, you're terrible. Like doing something bad to someone on purpose. Just like 
I don't know, in life, like, you cannot be perfect. Your partner cannot be perfect. So sometimes things just happen and it's like, wow, that didn't make me feel good. Or I hurt my partner's feelings. And I will really, like, rationalize all of it, every single one. And, like, some don't need to be rationalized. Like, just to keep it on the same train of thought as the same terrible man who did drugs and lied to me about it. Um, I'm thinking of a time, like, we got into a fight and... Like, I don't know. I feel like I've said it on the show before, but I grew up in a home with domestic violence. So I'm very, very, very sensitive to, like, anyone I date knows, like, please do not raise your voice and yell at me. I would rather you just, like, walk out and, like, take a deep breath and, like, don't come back until you feel like you can tell me without yelling because I'm very sensitive to it. Like, I will not have a good reaction. And, like, don't ever touch me (laughs) if we're having a conversation and it's getting heated. Like, I don't care if it's even to, like, be nice. Just, like, do not even come near me or touch me because I will freak out. And this man would just like constantly disregard that and like be very touchy when we were fighting and it would like make me literally crazy. And we're arguing in his car, which is a very tight confined space. You know, like cars it's you're close. Mm-hmm. And he like grabbed my arm really hard and was like, You're not listening to me and I was like, get your hands off of me or I'm gonna jump out of this car like are you insane and then we park and he like grabbed my hair so hard and was like telling me to like don't ever talk to him like that and like in the moment like all I could do was cry because I was just like terrified which like he never hit me so I know it's just like you know my trauma response but like I was terrified and also, like, grabbing somebody's hair during a fight is crazy. Like, yeah. Like, from behind. Like, he grabbed my bun, like, really put his fingers oh my in my God. Was, like, making me look at him. And I was like, you're crazy. But then I, like, still just, like, went into his house and slept over because he told me to. And then the oh whole next God. day when I was driving home, I was crying and just, like, well, he didn't mean it to be scary. He just, like, forgot. And, like, he was just, like, I wasn't listening and I wasn't letting him getting a word in like he just like was trying to get my attention like he wasn't trying to be scary when like no he was fully trying to intimidate me and like yeah assert his power like I'm the man you need to listen to me and I like still dated him for a whole entire year and I don't think I even told anybody that that happened for like years after it happened that's crazy yeah that's like making you can't be making excuses for people yeah, so, like, those kind of things is just, like, that is what makes me nervous is, like, oh, I think we talked about this when we read that Colleen Hoover book. Like, reading that, what was it called? That um, It Ends With Us? Yeah, yeah. I was, like, I could see 100% why, like, women get stuck in abusive relationships because yeah. you just start to rationalize. Like, oh, well, he didn't mean it. Or, like, well, I was being mm-hmm. kind of annoying, like, you know? And it's, like, I don't yeah wow to be a thing for me I didn't even think about rationalization like that that is bad but you know it was always like oh well he is having this thing and he's having this reaction because and like well I can't be mean to him because his dead brother like you know like okay then it's like what where's the limit right you're always gonna say and I even with small things like that's just an extreme example but like I will, like, set clear boundaries of, like, I need a lot of communication 
Like, if you're not going to talk to me all day because you're busy, that's fine. But could you just tell me beforehand that you're busy all day tomorrow so I'm not sitting around wondering if you hate me? And then you don't do it. I'm like, oh, that makes me sad. But then I'll just, like, come up with a reason of why what I needed in that moment was not important. I just will do it all the time. I do it with everybody. Wow. I I live there. (laughs) All right. So I guess there's some things we could work on. (laughs) I mean, myself included, because I am clean of, well, he doesn't like me, so I'm not going to like him. Oh, 100%. Or like, I'll find reasons not to like him. Well, so he, I feel like you have like a just in case, like just in case he doesn't like me, here's all the reasons I didn't want to date him anyway. Right. Or I do like the opposite. I'll be like, I'll do like a how to lose a guy in 10 days. <laughs> like, well, he probably like, well, doesn't like me anyway. So let's just like see how fast I can make him say it. Yeah. Oh my God. Am I okay? I mean, we're working on it. We're like working every, on it. Yeah. Every time you text me something about a boy, I'm like, well. That's not how I read that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we're works in progress, as everybody is. This was an educational episode for everyone. I know. Um, But I do think being aware of what you tend to do will always, I mean, you know, it's like a moment of self-clarity and just like be real with yourself and say like, okay, I know that I tend to do this. And I'm feeling like this. So instead of having this reaction, let's just, like, take a breath and, like, talk about it calmly in this way. Yeah. Like, use it as a tool. Yeah. Like, um, I hate to bring it back to Desperate Housewives. <laughs> but, okay, whatever. If you haven't watched it, whatever. I don't care. It's so old. Um, so Lynette and Tom are separated. And she, like, goes on this date. And she's, like being her typical self like well yeah I guess if you want to stay like a mediocre then that's fine and he's like what and he whatever so she just keeps like putting him down and then she was telling her friend she was like and I that is why Tom left because that is what I do and while I was doing it I was like why won't you stop like just stop this has not worked for you in the past stop and she's (laughs) like I couldn't stop yeah so Alexa play stop from Mean Girls the Musical. My Alexa heard you. Oh, is she going to play it? That'd be fucking cool. Okay, Alexa, it's enough. <laughs> Just sorry. Um, but yeah, everybody should go listen to that song. It's pretty good. It is pretty good. But that's all I have on the topic. Now I got, I got some stuff to think about, some stuff to work on. Yeah, I can leave us with a gem from an uncut gem. Yeah, and I'll cut gem from my BFF Winona, also known as the therapist I pay hourly. But in my mind, I just like to call her my best friend because, like, what else would she be, you know? Right. Right. Um, So when it comes to men, clearly, I have, like, some stuff going on. (laughs) And so she told me, like, Obviously, the way you've been doing it isn't getting you what you want. So, like, what if you just allowed yourself to say what you felt in the moment? Like, what if that same space you give to the men to do and say anything and you always are, you just fix it. You just find a way to make it better. Like, 
what if you just gave yourself that same space? Like you care what you have to say. Right. And that really helped my communication style because it's like you should care what you have to say as much as you care about what your friend or your boyfriend or whoever has to say. Like what you have to say should be important to you too. And that has helped me with that like denial piece a ton because usually it is not like, oh, this other person is doing something to me and I just don't want to talk about it. It's like I don't want to talk about the negative feeling I'm having because it might upset them. Yeah, wow. But it's helped because now I'm better. I'm going to try that too. Yeah. All right. You heard it here, folks. What you say matters too. It should matter to you, and it should also matter to them. Yeah, and I think their response, if their response is, like, not a good one, then, like, that's a signal to you, like. Yeah, I actually had something happen recently that I'm not going to say on the air right now. I'll tell you later. Maybe I'll tell you guys at a different date. (laughs) Just got to see how this all plays out. Um, But, yeah. Hmm. Very interesting. Food for thought. Because if they don't react in a good manner, then you got a GTFO, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, you can't stay in a space where, like, your feelings and opinions are not valued. Yeah. Like, you, there's no winning there. No, there's not. Um, wow, a lot of food for thought. Um, all right. That's was our show (laughs) you can follow us on instagram at underscore snacks in the city you can follow us on youtube snacks in the city snacks with an x you can follow us on tiktok snacks in the city you know you you'll find it if you type in snacks in the city and it's two girls it's us it's not a guy making his snacks yeah who would not give us the handle um so rude you can follow Brie on all platforms at Brianna underscore Irene. You can follow me on Instagram at Maddie Grissetto. And you can follow me on TikTok at AngelPuppies19. And that's everything, right? And you can listen to our podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. Amen. Amen. And with that, snacks out.